The following podcast contains explicit language on explicit topics. Listening to Afterthought, an anonymous podcast for sexually active and dormant women. I'm your host, Epiphany Evans, and today I'm sitting down with Tiana. What's up, Tiana? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, with that, let's get into it. Uh, Where does your sexual evolution begin? Oh, man. If we're going back to the beginning, I suppose it began with Madeline. The, uh, the cartoon about the little French girl. But it was not the little French girl that did it for me. It was her friend. I can't remember what his name was, but I think he was from Spain. He was, like, the only boy on the show, and he had this amazing accent. And, like, I didn't know what I was feeling at the time because I was, like, seven. But I knew I was feeling something. I suppose that's where it all... That's where it all got fucked up. <laughs> I was right then. <laughs> Watching that episode of Madeline. Were there any other cartoons with any other characters that did it for you? Oh my goodness. Well, not like innocent cartoons. I don't... I mean, hmm, Tarzan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I feel like they knew what they were doing there. Like, they must have. Surely. Like, your Tarzans, your Aladdins, your Simbas even, kind of weirdly. Simba was like the OG fuckboy. He, like, had daddy issues, so he just, like, ran away from everything and was like, I'm just going to hang out with these two stoner pals and eat bugs all day. And then Nala had to come for him and be like, what are you doing? You other things, you, you, you're the king? You're literally the king of the Pride Lands? And he's like, ah, oh, nah, it's chill, bro. I'm just going to... Damn. So maybe that's where it began. Okay. That's where it all went downhill. That's fair. So how old were you when you were watching that one? It's all a blur, but I think I must have been seven, eight. Yeah, around there. So then that's elementary. Were you given the sex talk by your parents? I, no, no. So my mom gave me a book that was like, I think I still have it. No, I think I donated it. It was like The Care and Keeping of You, and it was just like, basically like, here, like, figure this out. (laughs) I, I read a lot as a child, so I guess my mom was like, this is just the best way of transmitting that information so she gave me a book and I was like this is what's gonna happen to your body it's gonna be kind of creepy and weird and these are what you're gonna start to feel and all this stuff so like that was my mom's um input and then my dad very strangely had a talk with all five of his daughters at once and we were probably from age like 10 up to age like 20 18 20 and we're all just like <laughs> gathered in the living room and he gives us this bizarre talk like not making eye contact with any of us but it's just like you know you shouldn't have sex and if you do have sex only have sex with one person your husband and if you have sex with another man like your husband will know um and if you like use sex toys your husband will know because it like changes the way you feel down there and like you should only basically like the only thing that should ever be in your vagina is like your husband's penis it was like a very bizarre conversation (laughs) um to confirm now you are a straight female yeah i'm bisexual oh 
okay. <laughs> oh, what did you say? Yeah. No, I figured we were we we'd get to that. When did eventually. you know that? I did not know for sure until senior year of college. Oh wow. Okay. Senior. Or was it? Junior, it was junior year, end of junior year of college. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Um. So that was the extent of the talk that I got. Wow! And your father is Nigerian. Yeah. So that sounds like what gave it away? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! How'd you know? That sounds like a lot of info for a Nigerian dad. I from it was it was the and out of nowhere too. He just (laughs) (laughs) I guess had like one too many Heinekens and was like okay. Okay, and did you ever discuss any of that with any of your sisters later? You know, I don't know that I have. Maybe, like, one time. So, it was me and my sister, and then I have three half-sisters. So, me and my sister, I think, must have talked about it. But I think it was only to say, like, that was weird, wasn't it? Like, yeah, that was fucking bizarre. And then that was... (laughs) I don't know what he's talking about. And, like, that was was it. And then that conversation came when you were how old? So I would have been like 10 or 11. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So then at that time you're just, or you are, you're about to enter middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in schools they're giving sex talks. Were you allowed to attend those? Because I know parents have to sign off on them. Yeah. So, oh, so I, my, the sc- I got a sex talk from the school mm-hmm. and I think that was in fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. So I would have been like nine or 10. Mm-hmm. And they like separated us and like girls and boys, and they took girls into one room and the guys in the other room, and they played us both, I think, very different videos. Um, <laughs> and like the whole morning was like watching the video, and then like the school nurse came in, and you could like ask her questions. I don't think we got anything in middle school, but then freshman year of high school, we had another like health class, and that was covered. Wow. Yeah. Were they kind of liberal, the teachings? Like, did you know how to put on a condom, or were they? Were they very, like, scare tactic and, like, just push abstinence? You know, weirdly, I think the fourth grade talk was more liberal than the high school talk. Because <laughs> I do remember them putting the condom on the banana. Or maybe I'm just remembering, like, that from, like, every episode of... Or, like, you know, every teen show had the, like, one episode. So maybe I'm just conflating TV and my own actual memories. But I think I remember the condom on the banana. And they talked about, like, tampons. And, like, there was one girl... I shouldn't say her name because everything's anonymous. But, like... She asked, she's like, wait, like, can you pee with a tampon in? The nurse was like, yes. And she's like, wait, but how? And it's like, no, they're, di- they're different holes, honey. <laughs> like, but low-key, if I hadn't learned that in fourth grade, I don't know when I would have learned that. And, like, everyone around the room was like, oh, like, duh, we totally know that. But then we're all, like, listening. Like, I'm like wait, now? <laughs> oh, my God. I definitely didn't take notes. Maybe I should have. But the whole thing was just so overwhelming. And then, of course, like, okay, recess. And, like, you go out and, like, the boys are, like, coming out of their video. And you're coming out of yours. And just like, <laughs> like this will never be this. Like, how are we all supposed to just go on and act like nothing's, like, everything's okay when we know all of these things about ourselves and our bodies? Well, middle school is, like, worst time of all our lives. Yes. Um, what was your, like, how were you with, like, boys and, and girls? I was not... With either, so uh, hmm. I was an athlete all through like elementary school, middle school, high school, and one year of college. So there's lots of experiences in like locker rooms and like seeing people like change and wearing like spandex uniforms and things like that. And I definitely had moments of like, hmm, am I like staring at this girl like because I like her? And I was like, no, I don't think so. I, I guess I processed that as like, oh, that's what I want to look like because I've always kind of like struggled with my weight. And so when you're on a team of like 
you know, toned, like, <laughs> white girls. I was just like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to look like. I'm supposed to have that, like, line that, like, cut in my, like, quads and, like, my biceps, my triceps. Like, oh, that. So I was kind of always, like, furtively, like, checking people out, I guess, for <laughs> for multiple, for various reasons. So then you would say your self-image wasn't ideal. It wasn't, like, no, healthy. No, it wasn't great. And it's funny because, like, I think back to when I first realized I had, like, an issue with my weight. I think I weighed, like, 175 pounds, and I was in, like, middle school. And, but I was pretty tall. I was as tall as I am now, which is, like, 5'8". So I definitely had, like, a couple pounds to lose, but it wasn't that bad. And then I would just, like, go on these crazy diets, and then I wouldn't be able to sustain the diet, and I'd eat a bunch, and I'd gain more weight than I weighed before, and then I'd just keep going back and forth, and now I've gained, like... 50 pounds since then what if I just like realized okay like this is you know I just need to eat a little healthier I just need to work out more you know and just like had gradually like done like (sighs) but anyway hindsight wow so by the time you reached high school how are you processing sex like did you want to have sex with anyone did you have like a little relationship you know I it's like I didn't necessarily want to have sex with anyone but I wanted people to want to have sex with me I would have liked to have the option, you know? So then in college, what were you like? Uh, in college, what was I like? I kept myself very busy in college. My freshman year, I was, uh, I was an athlete. So that was a lot of, like, uh, practices, weightlifting, uh, meets, being, you know, gone every other weekend. So I was very busy with that. And then, and then obviously classes and extracurriculars and clubs and things. And then sophomore year, I quit track, but I joined a dance group. So that kind of, they just like, one took the place of the other. I kept myself busy with that. I spent a lot of time in the library. I read every single page of reading that I was assigned and studied as much as as humanly possible. So I just didn't really have time for anything else. But then also I felt like I didn't have, again, any like interest. I didn't have the option, so to speak. So... Pretty much all through college until literally the very end of junior year. There was nothing. (laughs) And then? Oh my god. Oh, it's so, it's so, it's so bad. My first kiss was junior year of college and it was a dare. (laughs) And it was with a gay man (laughs) who had a mustache. It was, it was just all sorts of bad. Was this at some party? Yeah, so... Oh, man, I don't want to give away too much identifying information. But basically, my school had these sorts of, like, clubs that were kind of like frats, but not really. And that's where, like, the upperclassmen would eat their meals and stuff. So then your sophomore year, you'd, like, rush and try to, like, get into one of these groups. And so after you, like, meet all the people in the group that you're trying to get into, you go away and they have a discussion about, like, who they want to let in. And part of the discussion for this one group that I was in was, like, if there was a a sophomore coming in that you, like, really wanted to get into the club, you could do some kind of, like, dare to prove, like, this is how much I want them in the club. Like, I'll eat a live goldfish. Or, like, I'll dye my hair purple. Like, whatever crazy thing. So (laughs) one of my friends in the group, when we we were both in it and there were new people coming in, he wanted uh, one of his friends to get in. 
So he was like a gold circuit. He had never like kissed a girl, held a girl's hand, like whatever. Like always knew from the jump that like that's he was on a different path. Mm-hmm. So whenever like he played Never Have I Ever, that'd be his like go to. Like I, I've never kissed a girl, and like everyone would have to like take a shot or whatever. So he was like, I want my friend in the group so much that, like, I'm a gold star gay and I'll kiss a girl. <laughs> and that was me. <laughs> it's funny going back through it all. It all, it all starts to, it all starts to make sense how we got here. Because <laughs> where else could we have ended up, really? <laughs> so you said at about this time, you had confirmed that you are bisexual. So this was the very beginning. So junior year, I had my first kiss. So I'm like, okay, great. Got that out of the way. Um, and then there were a couple other experiences. I was with men. And then I don't know what made me do it, but like on Tinder, you can say you're looking for men, women only, you know, or both. So I like clicked it to both and started swiping through that and and matched with this girl who I thought was gorgeous and and like but she lived in Philadelphia I must have had my like mo- like <laughs> the right the mile radius like that's so just like so on like desperate on just like anyone like 200 miles um so <laughs> we like started texting back and forth like oh my god you're so gorgeous I'm like you're so gorgeous like all this stuff and we like decided to meet but she lives in Philadelphia so I, f- I must have gotten on a train a bu- another train, a bus, and then like an Uber <laughs> to get to her. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but I was like determined, and she was really, really hot. Um, so that's when I like confirmed. I was like, oh yes, I'm I'm very into this as well. That's a journey. It really was, and there was like so long to like think about. Oh my god, like what am I doing? So when you got there, like mm-hmm. what happened? What do you think happened? Oh my god! <laughs> wow, how long were you there seeing her? I I wasn't there for long. I don't know why it made more sense to go to her because I think I had a single at the time, so I don't know why she couldn't have come to me. But she was like living with her family, but like they were all out for like a very brief window of time. <laughs> Uh, but then, like, her brother or her cousin or whatever came back, and it was like, oh, like, pull, pull the clothes back on. So your junior year, a lot was happening. First kisses, first, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. So then you're saying that you had given your virginity to this girl? No, not to her. Because, like I said, after the first kiss, there, oh. were, there were guys in between. Oh, so it went to a man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Had you wanted it... Like, did you have a preference that you wanted to be with a man or with a woman? Um, well, I didn't really fully explore women because I don't know I guess I started with the more familiar the more traditional path Mm -hmm. so yeah I hadn't really like thought of like oh like flipping a coin or something like who's it gonna be um it was more like okay like this is my first like everything like first kiss was with a guy first sexual encounter was with a guy um and then like after I kind of tested those waters I was like oh okay like what's going on on the other side of things. So the the guys that you were with before you were with this girl, did they mm-hmm. mean much to you or they were just kind of... I mean, they didn't mean much to me before I was intimate with them. And then I guess after I was intimate th- with them, they meant something because I was. And because they were like my firsts. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, no, there wasn't a real like emotional attachment to most of them. And then there was one guy that I dated for a couple months. That was, yeah, my first, like, relationship was junior year of college. 
What's a, a kind of personal goal for you to become intimate with someone while you were in college? It was because it felt like it felt like if it happened after college, it would have been weird. Like it felt like in college, you're still like in that range where like I think most people probably happens like freshman year. But like I can still say like college, and I remember like my first quiz, I was twenty. It's like, okay, like, that's not too bad. That's, like, not awful. So it's like, if it, I feel like, it, or I felt like if it drags on much past that, like, something's going on. <laughs> so, yeah, they were kind of goals, I guess. Oh, God, that sounds so awful. <laughs> I feel like all the, like, great feminists are just, like, rolling over in their graves. Like, these are your goals. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, uh, so, how long have you been out of college? How long have you been in the real world? Uh, coming up on three years feels like much, much longer. Yes. Where is your sexuality at now? <laughs> um, <laughs> not, not, not dating anyone <sighs> at the moment. Or do you even want to be dating anyone? Are you just like out here? If someone worthwhile came along, I'd want to date them. I literally, the other day I put Tinder and Bumble and the league um. all in a folder on my phone and I called it garbage. <laughs> so that's where I am. But then, of course, I still go rifling through the trash and, yeah. <laughs> and dumpster diving. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe someone threw something away by accident. Or <laughs> it's a new year. Do you have some new goals for it? Goals in terms of what? Um, what sex. Sex goals, huh? <laughs> no, I don't know that I have any formal sex goals. I think I've find I've like. I've crossed off most of the, like, the basic ones. The standard, you know, first kiss, first first sexual encounter, first threesome. So I feel like most of those are, I don't really know what the next, what the next level is. <laughs> what the next, like, belt color is. For the second portion of the show, I just hope to know of a moment when you were really owning your sexuality through a notably thoughty moment. Do you have some <laughs> details on it? Okay, so one comes to mind immediately. Because it was like, as it was happening, I was like, this is the most sexually liberated I've ever been. There, I was just a random... Maybe I can find the date when it happened. Scroll through these texts. Oh my god. Alright, I gotta try one more app <laughs> to get the receipts. Yes. I think it was like a year ago. Maybe a little more than a year. But if we can, if we can lock it down, why not? This guy deleted his bumble. That was my, that was my paper trail. So rude. Really. There should be like a statute of, not limitations, but like, what's the thing? <laughs> you can't like destroy evidence for like a certain amount of time after the crime. <laughs> but I had matched with this guy on bumble who was like absurdly attractive in like a, a way that like only LA men can be. We just feel like a model actor and like 0% body fat and like European. It was just... It was wild. And somehow we matched. And, like, when that happens, sometimes I'll, like, wait a couple seconds. Because sometimes it's, like, a match. And it's, like, a very close, like, they disappear, like, as an unmatch. So we match. And I'm, like, okay, well, that's a joke. Like, there's no way this is going to last. So I'm, like, sitting there watching my phone, like, waiting for his little, like, bubble to disappear. And it, like, stays there. So I think I must have... Ah, you deleted it. I wish I could see what I sent. But it must have been something like, okay, what happened? Like, did your finger slip? Like, what's going on here? And he was like, what are you doing right now? And I was just like, uh, I think this is probably at work or something, but I was like, nothing I can't get out of. And he's like, come to my loft. And like, text me the address. 
And then, like, as I'm on the way to his loft, this woman I had been seeing, who's also, like, a fitness model, <laughs> texts me. I was like, hey, what's up? And now, at this point, I'm, like, on my way to this man's house. But again, I'm like, nothing, I can't get out. <laughs> so she's like, you should, like, come over later. And I'm like, absolutely. Uh, so I went to this guy's house and had, like, amazing. He was, like, a perfect human specimen. I can show you pictures. And, like, maybe you'll... Please. react in a way that will try to convey even though it's only audio what this man looks like gotta go to my screenshot so this is him pass out on his bed after i left oh <laughs> like that's just his back yo for the, for the listeners at home <laughs> the man is like sprawled out uh on his bed uh because he's just been very physically active and <laughs> damn very just like sculpted physique almost like too sculpted <laughs> Here's here's from the front. Like yeah, that is real. It's like it's too much. It's almost um, unacceptable. I can't go on. So that text pain was like come over. So I was like tires like screeching. Like I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's definitely problematic. But I just felt like my opportunities in life are only so many. And when opportunity knocks, you answer. Uh, so, so I'm on my way to his place. I've got this like other text from this. Oh, so I'll show you the. I'll show you the woman as well. I'm winded. Like, <laughs> fuck. This was the girl. Oh, damn, mom. She looks good. Yeah. Damn, bitch. Right? She's white. She's white, but she's wow. like, you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> she, she is. She, mostly is. So, yeah, I went over to this guy's house, and I had an amazing time with him, and then I drove... A very long. I drove to Van Nuys <laughs> to meet up with the woman, but and then I had a wonderful experience with her, and I was just like, I'm really, really out here, really living. Back just to like, back, back to back. Eight showers in between. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I was a little, I'm a little dirty, but life is short. Damn. <laughs> that is funny. Damn. Yeah. I'm impressed. See, I told you I'd get you. I'm humbled. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I, just, I knew in the moment, too. It wasn't back, one of those, like, looking back on it. I was like, this is, like, peak, <laughs> peak thoughtiness. I'm, I've hit it. I'm inspired. It's thought nirvana. I hope all my listeners are inspired as well. Like, yeah. step Yeah, Ste- step your pussy game up. <laughs> I'm almost afraid to ask for the third portion of the show. Uh, we'll now play a I little... I could continue going. We haven't even gotten to the sex parties. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, for the third portion of the show, we'll play a little game like Truth or Dare. It's called First or Last. You decide first or last, and I'll have a follow-up question from a list of questions. So, first or last? Oh, God. Uh, last. My first are too embarrassing. Tell me about the last sex party you were at. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I think it was like a month ago. It was at a hotel. I shouldn't say the name. Um, like a suite, like a penthouse suite. Um, but the ratio was way off. There were way too many guys for the number of of women. So then there were a bunch of dudes just ended up hanging out, like chatting with other dudes at the sex party. Then like the single guys have to pay to get in, and like they're literally there just like having a beer, like <laughs> chatting with another dude. Like that's gotta be. <laughs> were you more of a spectator or more of a participant? No. So it's. I don't want to say lucky. <laughs> lucky doesn't feel like the right word, but 
maybe it's fortunate that I've been to enough now that I like see familiar faces. <laughs> so like I walked in, I was like, okay, you know, I've, I've been with that guy, that guy, that guy. So I was like, okay, I kind of have like a feel. So I saw the ratio was way off. So I like picked one immediately and like just we spent the night like on the couch together and then in bed together and like just kind of watching the night unfold so luckily i managed to salvage the experience but it was a weird vibe at these parties generally everyone you know buy or pan no i only i so i've been to a couple of these now as you might have you might have picked up on um and i only have met a bi guy at one of them and it was like a an experience it was like oh my god i can't believe i found you and he's like yes and we like took turns on this guy and like took turns on this woman it was amazing it was fantastic that's like one are you afraid when you're there you'll see somebody that you do not want knowing you're there like somebody you work with or it's like if you run into someone that like you know from like your professional whatever like oh shit like they know i go to sex parties but like i also know that they go to sex parties so it's like it's almost like mutually assured destruction (laughs) or it's like okay like i'm not gonna tell their shit they're not gonna tell you know what i mean that's the way i see it wow so you don't have to fear that's good that's good before we end do you have any final thoughts (laughs) i see what you did there um nope i don't think so sweet well thank you so much tiana for sharing all these juicy details my pleasure a great bravery for listeners don't know we're like strangers like i met her very briefly once at a networking event a networking event and she's like tell me about your sex life and i was like sure and that tells you all you need to know about her and about me Thank you again to my guest, and thanks to you, the listener. Connect with Afterthought on iTunes by subscribing and on IG by following Listen to A. Till next time.